Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, spiritual midwife, mystic, and transformational guide. And today I'm here with the wonderful Tina Green. Welcome, Tina. Hey, Joni. It's great to see you, sort of, hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so excited for today's conversation. Let me share a little bit more about you with our listeners. So Tina's mission is to help you discover your own voice, unlock the wisdom of your own heart so that you can live the life you long for and the life you came here to live. She works as a life coach, inspirational speaker, She's a licensed spiritual practitioner and certified intentional creativity teacher and a former lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Snicker after that. <laughs> Surprise! Yes, and I, I want to share this quote, and we'll, we'll get into some of the other pieces later, but I love this quote, uh, which is from Tina, and it says, Whatever your story or wherever you are on your path, Tina guides you to trust your own wisdom so that you can remember these essential truths. These are the pieces I want, I want to share because I think they're so powerful and impactful. If you're breathing, you're worthy. If you're here, you belong. Your presence matters. Whew, breathing that in. That's really powerful. The truth is often that way, isn't it? Yes, yes. And I, I, I know some of your history, but my guess is that you have arrived at those truths uh, through not the easiest means. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have earned every single letter. Let's put it that way. It's, um, I think um, there was a time in my life where if you had said those words to me, I would have looked at you with the blankest stare on my face and just kind of mm. said, yeah, right. Mm. Um, and so it has been a long journey and it's a practice, Joni, right? I mean, life is a practice. Mm. And um, I think that practicing remembering those truths, that we are worthy, that we do belong, and that our presence matters, not simply our presence on the planet, but our presence in our own lives. It's like mm. being present to the unfolding of my life is, means not walking around in default mode. Um, and, you know, that's a challenge. It's a constant practice to stay present and stay awake. And it's um, my commitment and my own experience to being present in this moment um, really has formed the basis of almost everything I do. I mean, I, my blog is, um, is got, you know, wisdom for present moment living. 
And mm. it's, it's all about um, how do we really allow ourselves to be fully present here and not in the past and not in the future, but in this moment and to choose being present in this moment. And to, to um, I just love this, you know, the idea of being in the flow for me has always been this idea of being in clear connection with my um, divine flame, with my own voice, mm. with that essence of me that only speaks positive, compassionate, um, wise, heartfelt, loving guidance and wisdom. Mm. And, and, you know, dis- discerning what is mine, what is my essence from what is all the rattling around that we get, all the inner critics, uh, Amy Ehlers and, and Christina Rila would call it your inner mean girls, which I just love and I love their work. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and that, and that, and that uh, pruning away everything that gets in the way of our ability to remember that we have our own truth in each moment and that our truth in each moment is valuable and it deserves to be present and it deserves to be heard and practicing and learning how to do that is really what I've devoted this stage of my life to. Mm. And I would love to hear how you, how you got so wise, how you connected with, how you connected with that wisdom and maybe even share some of, you know, some of what you've had to live through or face in order to get here. Well, it has not been um, an easy journey. And, and, you know, maybe I think it's like glass blowing or, or other Mm. really intense kind of um, creative endeavors where everything kind of has to melt. It's Mm. like, what we know about what happens in the caterpillar in, in inside mm-hmm. the cocoon, right? Um, is that yes. the it, it turns completely liquid before it turns into the butterfly. And this is really cool. <laughs> it um it 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 maintains uh memory of its experience before, but that experience no longer controls its form. And yes. no longer controls right right how necessarily how it acts, but that butterfly they 've done these marvelous studies of of exposing the caterpillars to really intense foul smells, and then it goes into chrysalis <laughs> and it liquefies and it becomes a butterfly, and then they check whether or not the <sighs> resistance or the the their dislike of those foul smells still exists, and it does mm. And so I spent the first, well, it's like I think of my life almost as these kind of chunks. And when I was a, a, young, a young person, especially as a teenager, I've always had a very deep spiritual life mm-hmm. and a very deep connection to something. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it is nature-based. It, for me, it has always been earth-based that mm-hmm. there is, I, I, I thought, I've always thought of it like, there's something in everything that is connected to everything else. Mm. Um, so that a 
the essence of the tree is no different than the essence of me and you and the birds and the earth herself. And that um, this constant, that, that when we look to the earth, I always look to the earth in my prayer work for metaphor, because mm. the earth really can teach me just about everything I need to know. So um, I, I think the spiritual connection that I've had that for me always showed up primarily through music and through my own um, kind of connection with the earth. Um, that really is, is at my core. And then I went through some pretty rough um, experiences, both as a young child and a young woman. Um, classic Me Too, I, I think, is really the easiest way of saying it. Mm. I have experienced, um, I think, just about every trauma that a woman in this culture can experience. Mm. Um, and I don't say that for its shock value. Right. I say that because I think the way I look at it is that if I had chosen to live as a victim, I don't think anybody would have, you know, like um, begrudged me that fact. Right. Faulted they would have you. understood. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't have faulted me because I had lots of reasons for it. Mm. Uh, but it's never been my nature. <laughs> I just, it's like I am a, an eternal optimist. <laughs> I got accused of being very Pollyanna-ish as a, as, a as a young child, and my family certainly would refer to me that way. And what I love is that now with all the benefits of the study of positive psychology, <laughs> we know that there is great power in being a rational optimist yes. and a rational optimist is somebody who believes that they can affect what happens mm. Mm, mm, mm. which is completely contrary to being a victim right yes yes and, the, re and, the resilience that comes from that is huge yes, yes. exactly exactly and so uh i married um uh, my very first boyfriend, but we hadn't seen each other or dated or been connected for years, like almost mm. a decade. Mm. And all my friends were getting married. And I said, oh, I want to be married. And here he is. He's come back into my life. It must be a reason. And off we went. Well, it was a big mistake in many ways. And I believe that we learn that, that, that it's like we're not, in my faith tradition, there's a saying that we're not punished for our mistakes, but we're punished by our mistakes. It looks like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? If there isn't somebody that's going, oh, wrong, and then exerting a punishment, we bring it on ourselves. Yes. And um, I, the benefit of my marriage was my son. The benefit of my marriage was it catapulted me eventually into the spiritual and personal and emotional psychological growth I needed to do in order to set myself on the path of becoming the fullest expression of myself that I can be, which I think is, if there is a plan, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like the acorn, right? The acorn has in it everything, everything that the oak tree needs to grow into its magnificent self as long as it receives the nurturing from the earth, from rain and sun that it needs. And we are the same way. We were born with everything we need. 
Mm, say that again. <laughs> we were born with everything we need to become the fullest expression of ourselves. Amen to that. Yes. Yes. And that is not a common perception, right? Yes. Exactly. We go out, we go searching for workshops and books and people and gurus and faith traditions and whatever else in some effort to try to fill up something we think is missing. Mm. And nothing is missing. It's all right here within me right now. Mm. Mm. And I, when I finally left my marriage, which was really toxic and very unhealthy and um, a very, um, you know, I mean, I think it would have all the hallmarks of <clears throat> verbal and emotional abuse. And sometimes my therapist used to say that really smart women um, are some, sometimes hang out in relationships the longest, relationships that no longer serve them mm. um, for a long time because they think they can think their way out of it. Wow. And that's what I did. You know, I kept mm -hmm. thinking, well, if I do this and if I do that and if I change my behavior and if I learn how to think this way and speak that way, I, it, it will all be okay. And it, and it wasn't. And, you know, with lots of hindsight, my ex was able to recognize, and he said this in an email to, to our son, that I left because I had to save my life. Wow. And he's right. Wow. That's why I left. Mm -hmm. Because I knew if I didn't leave then, this piece of me that was that essence, that God essence, it felt like my flame was going to just go out. Mm. And I had to do a whole lot of work. I got really lucky with a um, women's therapy group that met weekly for almost eight years, nine years. Um, I had a fabulous therapist. I had a wonderful support network. And slowly but surely, I started to reconnect with the essence of me. And um, it really all came uh, kind of in a way to a head a couple years after we decided to split. And I was standing in the middle of a river in Montana where I had gone to a music camp for women. <laughs> <laughs> And I had this song that was being born, and I was, um, I've been a singer, songwriter my whole life. I was gifted with a beautiful singing voice. Mm. And um, this song about finding my voice came through to me in the middle of that river that day. Mm. And, and there was a voice in me that was crying to be heard. There was a voice in me that was dying, and, and that was the voice that was telling me who I should be and what I should do, mm. and that I learned finally to, um, that I could choose what voice I listened to, that I could choose what voice guided me, mm. and that when I realized that I had that choice, that's when everything changed, and that was very early on in my healing process. And that has really continued to hold the essence of this journey that I um, walk with my coaching clients and with the women that I'm in circle with and the various opportunities I have to lead and, and participate in circles is this idea 
of connecting with our own voice, like allowing ourselves to speak our truth. Mm. What a novel concept, right? Yes. And it's so hard, especially for so many women who have been socialized by our culture that our job is to take care of everybody else and that it's selfish and selfish is bad. That's a judgment we make that it's selfish for us to take care of ourselves. Yes. And women who are silenced by that, silenced by others or silenced by themselves to avoid that judgment. Right. And they suffer. It, they ache inside. Whether they acknowledge it out loud or not, there is a place inside of them that knows that, that life can be different than this. There is a place inside of them that watches other people who they think are able to speak their truth better than they are mm. with, us, with, with um, a longing, not, an, not necessarily an envy, but a longing. It's like, I want that. What would it feel like if I could stand in my own skin and say something as simple as, no, I don't really want to go to the movies tonight. I'd like to stay in and have a nice glass of wine and talk or play a game or just snuggle on the couch and watch TV. It's like, what would it be like? I mean, I remember when I stood up for myself the very first time in my marriage and I said, I want to know what's happening with my money because I was the one that was earning. Mm-hmm. If you don't have something neutral or nice to say, I don't really want to hear it. Mm. And we're not going to have sex unless I want to. Good for you. Well, it was really scary. Yes. And, you know, it, it, was a, it was a very difficult thing for my ex to hear, and it had major ramifications because, because it... it, it it caused this, this sense of an assault on masculinity. Mm. And this is the place where women stand so often that it feels like it's an either or. Either I shut up and everything's okay, except inside of me, you know, peace in the house, or I speak up and all hell breaks loose. And yes. I... I just, you know, yes, there are those circumstances and people are not binary. That's for computers. Mm. You know, we live in a, in a both and world, a black and white. A, we live in the gray. And to, to believe that it's either shut up or get clobbered, no wonder we don't speak. Yes. So if there's a woman out there listening right now who's in that, between that rock and that hard place, what, what can you share with her about the next right step or the next small step that's possible for right. her? Right. So first of all, I would say get support. Yes. Right get either a therapist or somebody like me who works with women like that. Mm -hmm. And what each of us can do, no matter where we are, is to take a moment to connect with our own hearts and to Mm -hmm. listen to the wisdom of our own hearts. And um, 
I uh, developed, it really just came as a divine download one, one day, this concept of lotus wisdom. And um, the lotus flower, the American lotus flower is an amazingly beautiful thing. And it grows out of a really dark, dank pond. And that pond is just disgusting. But the flowers that come out of it are beautiful. Mm. And they can't exist without the mud that they're rooted in. Mm. And their seeds fall into that mud. And sometimes they wait a really long time before they decide those seeds, before they decide that it's, they're ready to live. And so I developed this uh, intentional creativity process of reframing and, and recontextualizing those wounds that we have that keep us silent as the seed in that muddy pond. And then we look at the wisdom that comes out of it and the beauty that we that we gain as a result of the hard times. So mm -hmm. the first thing I say to those women is there is something here for you to learn and for you to use for your own personal growth. And we can, that's a process of uncovering it just like you have to, un, the, 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 the seed has to grow up through the mud. It's like, it's a movement towards light. And after that came to me, I sat with Lotus, which I just have I'm always been drawn to. Mm. And I developed, it's like I sat and I thought, is this an acronym for what I do? How I live my own life, what my own practice is. And sure enough, I found the words. And so <laughs> the, the process is, Lotus is an acronym for look within, open your heart, Trust your intuition. Mm. Understand the gifts, which is really that part of we, we can learn out of what hurts us. And speak your truth first to yourself, mm. then where it's safe to do so. And I actually have an ebook, Joni, a free ebook that people can get. Mm. Um, it's called Unlock the Wisdom of Your Heart, and it's an introduction to the Lotus Mindfulness Practice. It includes a downloadable um, meditation and um, on kind of like a couple of weeks of support as you develop this practice. And I do this with all my coaching clients at the very beginning of every session. We do a dropping into the heart. Mm. And... And it's like, if, we, if you place your hands on your heart right now, and I would say this to any woman listening, to take a minute to do this, and on your in-breath say to your heart, I love you. And on your exhale say, I'm listening. Mm. And to really establish that connection with the heart. Science tells us now that, that the heart is its own brain. It has like 40,000 neurons that are similar to what happens in our brains or in the heart. And so we have three brains in our bodies, the brain in our heads, the brain of our hearts, and the brain of our gut. Mm. And the heart is actually running the show more than the head brain. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. I have heard that it picks up impulses. They've done research that it picks up information and impulses first before the 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 head brain does. Yes. Yes, it does. And then the Super head brain cool. tries to make sense out of what the heart's sensing. Yes. It's the very good synthesizer and figure outer. <laughs> right. And the challenge is to keep the brain, the, the mind brain clear of everything except the message it's hearing from the heart. So mm. when we place our hands on our hearts and, and, and say to ourselves, you know, to each of us doing this, I love you. I'm listening. And then to ask your heart, what is it I need to know in this moment? And what is it I need in this moment to feel supported? Mm. And to receive the information as the gift that it is. That means we don't judge it. We simply receive it. And there, for me, is that sacred feminine, Joni. Yes. Receiving the wisdom that we hold in our own hearts Hmm. and allowing that wisdom to stand unchallenged, simply receiving and accepting and allowing it to be there in our hands, to, to like hold it gently and receive its wisdom. Hmm. Yeah, I have, I almost have this image of, seeing visually a flat like a flower in my hands as you say that uh this like flower of wisdom or truth Mm. Mm. just like that lotus yes yes so for you that's where that that aspect of the feminine comes in or where you see it or feel it or sense it right i i think that the aspect of the feminine for me comes in in the willingness to be open to receiving mm-hmm. right that i don't have to push to get the answer um i i i have the answer and the question is um what can i do to allow that that answer or allow that information to be known in my conscious mind yes and that is a practice yes it's a real practice you know that is the yeah the the biggie (laughs) that's the biggie and and i'll tell you as a as a coach the words that i heard i'll never forget this i had a client who was um in a battle with her ex-spouse and um over they, they were in mediation over custody arrangements which we all know can get nasty if we let them and um she we had prepped and we had talked about it and kind of done some role playing and really helped her ground in her own wisdom and her own truth and she called me up after this this meeting and she said i spoke my truth and he listened wow wow (laughs) wow and you know that's that is the goal and even though I had this horrible experience at, in, at when I was married 
when we split, we made a commitment to each other that we would not place our son between us. Mm. So we made this commitment about not bad mouthing and, um, and, and so I had to learn how to speak my truth without bashing my ex, right? Mm. And what I can say is that all that work and all those years, I mean, I used to carry around and I made this little um, piece of armor out of Sculpey. It was, it was wow. great. It was like a really cool intentional creativity project before I knew the language. But my therapist had me do it. And it was a way of protecting myself when I needed to in dealing with my ex. Mm. And I would keep it next to me every time that we talked and all this stuff. It was great. But I, I, I had this armor that protected me and allowed me in its own way to start growing into myself and speak my truth without having to make him a bad guy necessarily. He, mm -hmm. he's, he, it, it, in me, I still was holding him responsible. But as to my son, it was this, we, our marriage didn't work and we're still your parents. And in one month, my son is getting married and Aww. my ex and I are included on the invitation um, to their wedding along with the bride's parents and there is nothing awkward about it. Mm. Wow. So the, the reason I tell that story is just that when we learn how to stand in our own skin, we can create the reality and the life that we want. Mm. And I didn't want my son to have to choose between his parents. Mm. Yeah. He gets to have his parents, right? Yes. Even though we don't belong married to each other, we ultimately did a pretty good job co-parenting. And so that was like this almost um, 15 year arc. I mean, it was 1994, wow. I think, mm -hmm. was, when, was when I went through my, when I finally just went, I'm done, I've had enough. Um, and move and and we split and so then it was like I was singing a lot I had completely stopped singing when I was married hmm. um, I was out in the world and um, singing at churches every single Sunday and uh, then in 2011 I got hit on the freeway and I had a major um, I had a concussion and have and now live with something called post-concussive syndrome. And that made it so that I, I, will, I won't practice law again. Um, it requires too much of concentration and ability of my brain to work in the old way and it just won't do it anymore. I just, it just doesn't work that way. Hmm. Um, and one of the hardest things was that I could no longer sing without getting a migraine. Wow. And so I had to do something else. And I was really sick for a while and, um, and really struggling. And creativity and art and the whole community of uh, intentional creativity really, really helped me. 
because it gave me a new way to work with the information that I had within. Yes. So please explain what intentional creativity is for those that don't know. Uh, So the, for me, intentional creativity is where mindfulness and creative expression come together in service to our personal growth. Hmm. And it's about in creating with intention, whatever we're creating, whether it's a meal or a piece of art or a relationship or a life to do it intentionally and to, to focus on our experience of the creative process rather than on the end product. Mm. So when I am living in my life, each moment present, I'm not so worried about what's going to happen five years from now. My intention is to focus on what I want to experience now and to create opportunities for that experience. Mm. And being able to take stories and um, there's a lot of healing work that happens in intentional creativity because there's, we, we all hold old patterns and stories in our bodies, in our cells, it's in our DNA. Mm. Um, and, and in order to really work with it and transform it, what we found in intentional creativity is getting it out of the body and onto a canvas, onto a page, onto a piece of paper, allows us to create that observer distance with that experience and that's where the transformation happens and the Mm. alchemy occurs. Mm, mm, And mm. for me, it has been this marvelous, marvelous, powerful way of transforming wounds into wisdom Mm. and to be able to constantly remember in different ways that what's within us is heaven Hmm. that's what with what what's within us is this whole place that whole person that we talked about in the very beginning and i am bringing it forward as i as i kind of peel away the layers that have hidden me from the world and from myself and i can do that in a creative way which just has a power and a magic to it unlike anything else I've ever done. And I've Mm. done so much personal development work. And uh, this process, the, the, the way of creating with intention and to be in it for me and for the process, not for the end product, has been transformational. It's just been extraordinary. It, it is very powerful process. I, I have done some intentional creativity. In fact, I was at a a four-day retreat with you many moons ago. We yes. painted together. It, it, it is hugely valuable. And, and I would say is an aspect of the feminine that's coming through that creativity and that yes. uh, using that kind of the, the left-right brain together in a way. Um, so in, I'm in, integrating the whole. Yes, integrating yep. the whole. Exactly. Yep. So we are, I can't believe it, but we are nearly out of time. And I, I want to ask you, as I, I do all my guests, um, if you could have a chat with your younger self, 
from the place of wisdom that you embody today. And that can be any age. It can be five or 50 or anywhere in between or yesterday. <laughs> what, um, what would you tell her today? Follow your heart. Hmm. That, that she has what she needs. Yes. Uh, I would tell her those truths that we spoke to in the beginning, that, she, that she's breathing, so she's worthy. She is present and here, so you belong. So don't, don't stress it. Don't worry about it. Find your own sense and way of belonging. Um, belong to yourself first and foremost. And <clears throat> follow, listen to that heart that, that lives within. Listen to that essence of myself and trust it. Mm. And it won't steer you wrong. Wonderful. Yeah. So I would love to share with our listeners both how they can access your uh, Lotus, is it ebook, guidebook? Yes. Yep. <clears throat> And, so the, and to I, hear about all the things you have going on. So before we wrap up. Oh, lovely. Thank you, Joni, for that opportunity. That's so kind. Um, yes. So the, the Unlock the Wisdom of Your Heart, the, the ebook, you can get at um, Tina Green Wisdom, that's green with an E on the end, dot com slash ebook. That's Tina Green Wisdom dot com slash ebook. Green with an E. And um, <clears throat> if you visit my website, you will see um, both that, that there are, um, I have a personal coaching program called Emergence, which is designed to really support and hold and guide women as they discover or deepen their relationship with their own voice and their own wisdom. Mm. Uh, and it's an ongoing coaching program. And included in that right now is attendance at um, a retreat I'm offering here at Divine Flame Studios, which is um, my home, um, in September called Embrace Your Voice. And this retreat is really designed for us to take a step back and to reconnect and deeply connect with that essential voice within that I've been talking about um, so that we can, um, so that each woman who attends can really leave feeling like she knows how to access her heart's wisdom mm. and feels that connection and feels empowered and embodied in her own being. Um, I am uh, absolutely committed to helping women find their voice um, so that they know that they are speaking from their their truth um and there's information about that on the um, homepage of my website so again tinagreenwisdom.com uh green with an e and there is an early bird um rate going on right now and or uh, you can choose to um, pay the full price um, and bring two people so it's a oh it's, it's a two for one wow um, right now that's generous 
And you, uh, the retreat is happening, is it in Sacramento or where? In in Sacramento. It's a non-residential California, non-residential retreat from Friday afternoon, the 21st of September, which is right at the Equinox. Yes. uh, Right to the Sunday, the 23rd. And um, it's small, space is limited. There will be only a maximum of 12 women. Um, So we will have a small circle and it will be a beautiful deep dive and I'm just so excited to be doing this I've wanted to do this for years and so I am calling the circle yes yay sounds gorgeous and intimate and very powerful yes that's my intention yes well Tina I want to thank you wholeheartedly thank you for being here and sharing so generously your wisdom and your yourself and your voice and your truth it's absolutely my pleasure, Joni. Thank you so much for inviting me. My, my pleasure. And I want to thank you, our beautiful listener, for being with us today. And until next time, to remind you to always, always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.